1: Wow. Hey, everybody. Welcome. It's great to have you all tune us in, tune us on. If you want more information about us, go to the DrPatShow.com. That's what you're tuning into right now. Or TransformationTalkRadio.com. Check it out. Take a look at our lineup, what we've got going on in some of the upcoming weeks. Uh, and especially the launch of TransformationRadio.fm. Today, I'm so glad to have Randy Reagan join us here today. And, and we're about to have a conversation about the year of living mindfully. Um, and just saying that, a year of living mindfully, a year of living mindfully, you know, the question really that comes to mind for so many of us is what exactly does that mean? You know, how do we look at nourishing our body, our mind and our spirit? You know, how can we literally build up the kind of stamina that the world does require of us today? You know, is this a drive by into self-care or are we being asked to take a more holistic well-being look at life? Well, Randy is the founder of Green Bliss, and you're going to hear about that Green Bliss Eco Spa, 10 years in LA. Uh, and beyond all of that, been on television, been in magazines, been on radio. The question then becomes you know, what is it about her message and her passion that enables all of us to say yes, to say yes to a year? Of living mindfully, Randy. It's great to have you here. Welcome to the show.
0: Thank you, thank you, Dr. Pat. I'm thrilled to be here. Yeah,
1: I I mean, I love this book, and the reason, and I love your message. Um, If there were ever going to be a year of living mindfully, (laughs) perhaps this one. Oh, I'm saying (laughs) we better be starting to really look at this right now. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> um, you know, I, I mean, there's no easy way to say that, uh, sometimes we have to get our head out of the sand in order to figure out that we're actually awake and alive. Um, That's true. and I wanted to ask you about that. You know, when we hear the words, a year of living mindfully, many people understand different aspects of it, but you have a very holistic, uh, idea about it. And I'd love for you to share that with us.
0: Thank you. Um, I, you know, I think it's just, I want people to consider their lives as having a mission and a purpose. And um, that can unfold in many different ways and and really will as you move through your life decade by decade. Um, And it goes above and beyond just what we make for our career choices or what we make for our... Um, family choices. it's it's a you know I like to say the world needs all of you. your community needs all of you. And all of that is to say your full engagement, um, firing on all pistons for body, mind, heart, and spirit. And the best way to do that is to first realize the connectedness between all four quadrants of your human life, so that everything that you do has an action and a reaction, and an equal and opposite action, if you will, that's straight from physics, but it's true, so that everything that you do, let's say, in terms of trying to create emotional balance in your life, will be affected in your physical health. It'll be affected by and for your spiritual health and it will be affected by and for your mental health. So Mm -hmm. you can't separate out those components, although it's easy to do that. It's easy to isolate one thing and say, oh, this is just the only thing that I really need to focus on now or that's the thing that's bothering me the most. But I think when you start peeling back the layers of our experiences on a day-to-day basis, what you find very quickly what anybody would find very quickly with just a brief cursory exploration is that it's all connected and you can't have mental health without spiritual health and you can't have physical health without emotional health and vice versa, all the way around the circle over and over continually. And I kind of think that's a beautiful thing because it gives us so many ways
1: to look at our lives. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Yeah. And, you know, looking at our lives is really something that I think we have to put to the forefront of our chat today. Um, You know, the question I think that comes to mind is, how do we do that? You know, I I wanted to ask you this question, Randy, how do we do that? How do we look at our lives? Right. Um, And know that trusting in the process to live mindfully is really going to (laughs) work.
0: Well, it's, a, it's a, from the outset, if you're not familiar with what it means to live mindfully, yeah. Yeah. it can seem overwhelming, yeah. but it's truly a very simple, very easy, very immediate way to engage with your daily experience. Mm-hmm. So it can start the moment that you wake up and how you begin your day. If you and mindfulness, I must say, just to back up a little bit, really just means paying attention in the present moment on purpose without judgment, right? right? So you can exercise and practice that concept by sitting still and quiet and meditating, which is certainly the first thing that probably most people think of, but. I'm sort of advocating for just kind of laying that idea over your everyday life so that when you get up, are you entering your day full of energy and vigor and calm organization, or are you throwing your feet over the side of the bed and then it immediately feels like chaos, you know? Are you grabbing something barely nutritious to eat as you race out the door and start dealing with your day? Or have you thought about the kind of nourishment that you want to put into your body? It doesn't have to be complicated. You don't have to get up and start cooking at five in the morning. Yeah. But you know, in little ways, what are you doing to nourish your body and your soul and your emotional stability very first thing in the morning? And then how are you approaching your day? Are you, again, racing out the door, trying to get to work on time? And if that's the case, are there any kind of little tiny steps that you can take the night before to kind of help to mitigate that chaos in the morning? Can you get up maybe 15 minutes earlier? Can you lay out your clothes? Can you figure out a different way to get your transportation happening perhaps a little bit more efficient? You know, there's a million different ways that you can construct the components of your life. And if you approach it from this idea that you are worthy, you are, your life is sacred, that every day is an opportunity to find more sacredness within the actions of just going about your business, interacting with your coworkers and your family, taking your dog for a walk, all of these moments, peeling an orange, making a pot of tea. All of these moments provide opportunities for really paying attention to them on purpose, examining them, deciding if you want them in your life. And if you do, great, honor them even more. If they aren't serving you in any way, then move them out. And it just (laughs) takes a little bit of you know, this is what people talk about when they say coming into consciousness. It just takes a little yeah. bit of paying more attention and more attention until it feels habitual.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, you know, one little step, small steps, right? You know, mm-hmm. for people like me, and I just want to share this, you know, I was one of these people that had to get something shocking happen to my body. For me to be able to stop in my tracks, right, Mm -hmm. and ask myself the question, wow, what am I going to do to get well? And I happened to find a fabulous naturopath, Dr. Nusheen Darvish here in Bellevue, and Mm -hmm. I went on a journey, a journey, Randy, I'd never gone on before. You know, I didn't know much about natural medicine. I didn't know about you know, living holistically, I didn't know about the vibration of things. I think when I hear a year of living mindfully, I, I get a sense today that I get to choose what mm-hmm. I'm going to do, how I'm going to do it, and, and when I'm going to do it. And it starts with myself. You know, am I going to get up in the morning and think about what am I going to eat right now? You know, am I going to get up and say, there's service that I could be doing in the world? Um, or is there another story? And I think that, you you know, you talk about these gradual shifts, right? You know, mm-hmm. a gradual shift in awareness. I wasn't paying attention to the gradual shift, so I had an opportunity to pay attention, like, uh, instantaneously. <laughs> yeah, well, with most
0: people, I mean, it, it, a lot for a lot of people, it comes through some sort of health crisis, um, and, you know, that's your body's and your spirit's way of saying, you know, wake up. Um, for other people, it can be gradual shifts. Uh, for me, it kind of my journey started when I lost my mother to breast cancer when I was in my 20s, and she was 54, and that kind of, you know, that rocked my world in all the ways that you could possibly imagine and more, and um, it started my journey, and, you it started, um, you know, me thinking like, what, what, what are we here for? You know, what is the purpose of my life, and what do I, what's out there for me to know about that I don't know? So I think any time that anyone is able to say, hmm, there's got to be more than what I'm seeing, and how can I find that out? Then that starts you on an investigative journey that can yeah. only be good. It's only going to take you to good places. You know, yeah. um, because you're questioning, and you're not accepting status quo, and you're not accepting anything that anybody tells you is true. You're finding your own truths through your own experiences, and I'm just saying, with the larger part of this book, those experiences don't have to cost money, and they don't have to be complicated, yeah. and you don't have to go and get, you know, a, a panel of experts to guide you through it on a daily basis. Yeah. I'm saying that you have the ability to find these methods that work for you. You have the ability to put together these habits and these rituals that are yours. And to me, that's the best part of it, is that you're creating the components of your life that make sense for you. And I always say, you know, it's about putting the tools in the toolbox, making sure that that box is very big and very flexible, because... Mm -hmm. You never know which tool you're going to need at what point in your life. And some may not work for you anymore that used to work for you. There's always room for new ones. There should be room for new ones. So I sort of get this visual of those expanding accordion file folders, you know, (laughs) that They keep getting bigger and bigger. And I think your self-care techniques are kind of like that. You know, you've got your tried-and-true ones. You've got the ones that you've heard about, that friends have told you about, that you've read on the Internet that sounds intriguing. You've got some that your naturopath has told you about or your acupuncturist or your massage therapist, you know, or just one that you remembered from a childhood, let's say. I mean, I talk a lot in this book about things that I remember my mother and grandmother doing to not only help us feel better when we were children, but um, there was the ritual aspect, that component of specialness when you sit down and you take off your wet boots and socks and you get a warm cup of tea and you just sort of revel in the wonderful ability to be in that moment, sipping the tea, feeling that comfort. Um, And I... I think that the more that we can string together those little moments throughout our day, where we've given that comfort to ourselves, then you're truly, like you just mentioned, you're, you're connecting with that vibration of your soul.
1: Yeah, yeah. And you know, as we're making that connection, there's an end game in, in mind, Randy. And I want, would love for you to talk about the end game in mind. And, you know, for me at that point in time, what I thought was my end game was not going to be it, it didn't turn out to be that, you know, clearly I wanted to feel better, but I had no idea that what it would do for me when I embarked on a journey was it was reinforce what I was passionate about in life and what I could do to be a more service through this thing. We're calling uh, uh, radio, you know, uh, conversations mm-hmm. of consciousness. Uh, mm-hmm. I was really on the fence about that. You know, p- Buying airtime, thousands of dollars of airtime certainly wasn't in my retirement plan. Mm-hmm. Um, but for some reason, we get drawn to things only to be revealed later, uh, the rationalization and or realization. What is it that you found in working with the people you work with that they say happens as a result of this mindfulness journey? Well, uh, it's revealed
0: to me that life is a beautiful mystery. And mm. you, you may not always know the contours of it or the shape that it's going to take, But if you're willing to show up and not be afraid of the unknown, then you truly will have a life that's filled with purpose and meaning and adventure and joy and happiness. And um, you know it's not it's not measured with money and possessions, and I know that sounds like a cliché, <laughs> mm-hmm. but it's it's really true. The things that I think we find in our hearts that resonate, that show us the meaning, our personal meaning in life, are sometimes never what we think. And, um, you know, like you, I never thought that I would set out on this particular journey and that I would be in this particular place, but here I am, and it feels right. I mean, I think... We all know what it feels like when something is a red flag and when it sends off signals like, Mm, this doesn't work or these people aren't right for you or this relationship is not right for you or whatever. And then we know what it feels like when it it just settles into our bones and we let out a big sigh internally or externally and we go, yeah, this fits, you know, this fits, this feels right. So I think through our daily habits, if people, this is what I always tell people, if you're not sure of where you want to go next in your life, Mm -hmm. if you need to maybe change jobs or you maybe want to move to a new city or if you're contemplating the end of a relationship or your children are leaving the nest and you're you're sitting around most days going, what is next for me? What's up? What should I do? Mm -hmm. Then I think rather than tying ourselves in knots, as most of us, can tend to do, then you get busy and you collect the rituals and the daily habits that just feel good, that get you through each day, you know, whether that's reading a book five yeah. minutes before you go to bed instead of being yeah. on the Internet, you know, whether it's taking a long walk with a good friend, whether it's, you know... Um, making a pie, whether it's um, getting up in the morning and just sitting still before you turn on the lights and start moving around your house. You know, there are any number of ways to move these kinds of moments into your life. And I guarantee you just the act of deciding that you want to have them is a way to open up clarity. It's a way to open up understanding where there's confusion. Because I think a lot of our fear and anxiety about change and about what's to come, about the future and about everything that we don't know is that we begin to tell stories that aren't necessarily true. You know, we start making up stuff because there's a void. We don't know what's yeah. there, so we start filling it with stuff that yeah. may or may not be true. And that, that increases the anxiety and the stress. So when you engage in just, literal activity that is comforting and soul nourishing, then it gives your mind a chance to calm down a little bit around the stress and anxiety. That's why, you know, people always talk about gardeners and bakers. Uh, You know, they get into the zone, artists, and, you know, people get into the zone where they aren't focusing on their stresses and their anxieties and the unknowns, but they're just in the present moment. And that's really what mindfulness teaches us. If you can just focus on what's in front of you and be happy with what's happening now and really revel in this present moment, then you start to open up space in your mind, in your consciousness, in your heart for a little bit more um, balance, a little less um, on the hamster wheel of anxiety, you know. And it takes it takes practice. I mean, I'm not yeah. saying that it's super, super easy and it's going to happen instantly, but you'd be surprised when you start focusing on a little bit of conscious self-care, how that opens you up. And I think the other thing I want to say about that is because a lot of people criticize yeah. our our focus on self-care as being selfish somehow, but it really is. Like they tell you on the airplane, you got to put your own oxygen mask on first before you try to put it on your child or the person that needs it next to you. You are of no use to anyone in your life if you are not at your best. Healthy, energetic, focused, calm, balanced, and moving forward with purpose. When you have that in your own life, then you are going to be available to everyone else in your life and that you will bring them along with you. Then you can truly, you know, be out in the world and doing what you need to do at your most efficient. If you're not healthy, if you're not taking care of yourself, then you're, you know, you're running on fumes. Your, your, yeah. your car is going to break down by the side of the road. And you mm-hmm. truly do want to keep going on this journey. So you got to put gas in the car. you got to take care <laughs> of yourself. You know, it's not yeah. yeah.
1: No, no, it's not. And, you know, we learn that over and over and over again. And, you know, one of the greatest lessons I think we learn is what happens when we don't do that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I, I know so many people, mostly women, you know, with children that just go, 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 go. And now there are men that do the same thing. They go, 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 go. And there is no break in between. And and there's an old movie called Waiting to Exhale, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That is, Mm -hmm. I think, what we got going on right now a little bit. You you know, we're just holding our breath (laughs) as if we're gonna get more mileage by doing that. Um, And I want to thank you for today and thank you for your message. Please let folks know how they can find out more about you. I know that you've got some um, free downloads for folks. Let's take a minute to share that with everyone.
0: Sure. So um, I have available today um, five um, downloads, free downloads, for anybody that would like to uh, experience my daily meditations a guided meditations. They are designed to listen to in anywhere from 5 to 10 minutes, and they're to be of support through your daily life, through this journey of this mindful year, um, for everything from how to find clarity to how to find um you know, better ways to sleep, how to start your day off with energy and positivity. Just any for any purpose in your life, you can um, download and have on your phone, your laptop. It's sort of self-care that goes in your pocket and travels with you. Um, and um, so I've got five downloads for five listeners today. And um, this all ties into the material that's in my book, which is on Amazon or Barnes & Noble. A Year of Living Mindfully. And um, it'll take you through the four seasons. The book takes you through the four seasons and provides um, seasonal rhythms, seasonal flavors, textures, and aromas um, to help you just live a little bit more mindfully on a day to day basis. Um, so the idea is to give yourself permission to take time out, to take care of yourself in these, you know, any way that feels good and that feels. Nurturing so that you can go out there and live your best life and, you know, do the things that not only are, you know, in your heart to do that you may wish that you want to do more of, but that truly um, connect you to a larger sense. You've spoken a lot of times, several times about this, you know, being of service. Yeah. I think that's another way to feel your purpose, find your purpose is to always think of ways that you can give back to your community um, yeah. to others in need and it certainly yeah. does pull you out
1: of you know, the poor me syndrome yeah um, wow well thank you and thank you so much for today thank you for the show uh, and thank you for the great work you're doing in the world Benny thank you for pushing all the right buttons and I want to thank all of you again for tuning us in and turning us on we've got lots planned for you we'll see you next time